There we are live on Suzilla. Are we live on Suzilla? Good to see good to see you, Matt. Hi Matt. Hey, it's Matt and Susie here at Suzilla, the at the uh Full Service Enrollment Center for the Washington Health Plan Finders. Located in Wenatchee. Located in Wenatchee, Susie Health Solutions. That's us. And uh so we're here to, you know, do our weekly or thereabouts podcast. Yep. And it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. not Tuesday it's not, or Thursday. Yes, I know we just pulled one out of the air. Um, mostly because we had some time this morning, <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're we're rapidly running out of time because of well, enrollment season. That's right, it's gonna be we're probably gonna end up doing a couple of these like on Saturday after Saturday mornings or something. It will probably be. Sunday, possibly Sunday, yeah, because we will be here once. November hits. We're going to be here seven days a week for a couple of months. You might want to look at the schedule because I believe we're 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 Is here seven days. Yeah, starting in October. Yeah, I, like I bl- this weekend or next weekend. Well, this weekend we got the Medicare Advantage yeah, seminar. We do that every and Saturday. And I, be- I but I believe we've got. Uh, you'd have to check the calendar, but I believe it's scheduled out. Okay. Um, all the all the all, all the, the weekends. Okay, so if you need us on a weekend, we're here. Yeah. Um, we're going to do one to five. I think 12 to 5, 12 to 5, somewhere in there. It's it's 1 to 5 is the is the, the official. Um, if you – people are people stumble across us. Yes. Uh, we had someone stumble across our phone number last night mm-hmm. trying to reach the Quincy office and got us somehow. Yeah, not sure how. Uh, we still followed up with them. We followed up with them the best we could. Um, Hopefully when, she's okay. Yeah, it's 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 – it's, one of those things. It's one of those things where we are remarkably easy to find. Yeah. So um, that's always good. And you're always welcome to, I mean, if, okay. Yes, our, the calendar scheduled hours are from like one to five. We can be, we will be here in the morning for you if you need a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. Now we're going to, we're going to talk about some under, underwriting now. Yes. That is our topic for today is that's underwriting, not underwear, underwriting. Now, now underwriting. First, yes. Define underwriting for okay. our audience. Underwriting are, is uh, basically it's information mm-hmm. allowing the insurance company to write a policy. Correct. Now health uh-huh. got radically changed with the Affordable Care Act about a decade ago. Yes, it did. Alexa mute. We should just turn her off when we're doing it. Yeah, I know. Every time we do this. But yes, um, it radically changed the underwriting process for individual health insurance. Because prior to the Affordable Care Act, uh, they could change it because of gender. Mm-hmm. Um, they could change it by pre-existing conditions. Right, changing meaning they could increase the rates. They could or not write you or at not all. Not write it at all. There's a lot they could. They could be just dirty, dirty, dirty monsters. Mm. So, yes, if you are answering questions about pre-existing conditions for a health policy, you're not going into a qualified health plan. That's correct. Um, it could be a short-term plan. Uh-huh. It could be a what they call a MediShare plan. Uh-huh. They do ask for health questions for MediShares. Um, but it's not a qualified health plan. Uh-huh. Um, you don't have the protections that you do with, with, with those plans. Yep. Um, because they they go through and get approval through the office of the insurance commissioner, and in our state they also get approved by the uh, board of the health plan finder. Correct. Now that's for individual. That's for not now. Medicare is a different story. We're on the under sixty five stuff. Under sixty five stuff. I want to be very clear on that. And that's individual stuff. Right. Because group policies mm-hmm. do have some little weird caveats out there. Yeah, and then there's some also some what are called grandfather group policies. They're old ones. 
I don't know if they can still underwrite those. Um, they're not supposed to be because they, they 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 threw largely out yeah. out the window. Uh, you sometimes see it with like self assured self insured plans, yeah. yeah. Um, but those are those are you know those are not they're very rare. Not really. It it, it depends. Uh, association plans um, can do some 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 shenanigans like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that. Not a big fan fan of association plans. Uh, they got they got kicked to the curb a while ago uh, regarding uh, their failure to pay. Right. So that, that's they why we, not, we, were not doing their, we don't have a tendency to, to do those plans yes. for that reason. They were not fulfilling their part of the contract. Correct. Because uh, insurance is all about contracts. Mm-hmm. So let's get into what about Medicare's? What about Medicare's? Medi- I told my, co- my clients um, that Medicare... Medicare supplement plans, also commonly known as Medigap plans, are kind of the last bastion of pre-existing conditions. Now, there's exception to that. There are exceptions to that. What's the first exception? Well, the first exception is if you're in the guaranteed issue zone. When you first become eligible for Medicare, that first seven months that -hmm. you have that initial enrollment period around your birthday, in Washington State, you have what's called guaranteed issue. Guaranteed issue is when the insurance companies, the Medigap plans, cannot turn you away regardless of your health. Yes. They are not allowed to underwrite you. You could roll in with a zillion tubes on a hospital bed with a, and be the sickest dog on the block, and they cannot turn you down. If you're outside of that enroll, if you're outside of that um, initial enrollment period, there's only a couple of very small reasons why you might escape the underwriting. Isn't that like uh, kidney disease, end-stage renal? End-stage renal disease is actually one thing they, they that's still underwriting. You're asking yeah. about a health question. End-stage renal disease will put you into a, a very specific health insurance mm-hmm. plan that is totally, it's a, it's a whole state and federal thing. Yeah, it's, and that's I, I believe that was Nixon. I think so. End-stage renal disease is when you're on dialysis and mm-hmm. may or may not need a kidney transplant. Correct. Yeah, so um, it's because it's insanely ridiculous it's it's an underwriting question it is an underwriting question and up until last year that was the only underwriting question that medicare advantage plans were allowed to ask oh so they, they've added some they had to no they dropped it they're not allowed to ask any underwriting questions anymore oh yeah and that's medicare advantage plans which are different than medigap plans now i happen to grab one of my medigap plans my medicare supplement plans just so you can get an idea of what kind of questions they do mm-hmm. ask i'm not, I'm not going to read them all because it's a pretty good sized list but it's in the application you've got a section and that's the key it's 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 what are they asking you during the application mm-hmm. that is that is the, the the lightning rod where you should throw red flags of doing the Hey, yeah. they, they're, they're not concerned about how you're using it. They're concerned about on what program they're going to put you in. Well, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> we ask, for example, uh, during uh, after someone has enrolled in healthcare. How do you use your health insurance? Yeah. Do, do you want, let's look up the prescriptions to make sure that what the co-pays are. Uh-huh. That's an entirely different. Those are not underwriting questions. Those are usage questions. Right. Now, these are underwriting questions because they're determining whether or not they want to insure you in the first place. Yes. These are, it says, 
All right, so this is, okay. Answer this health question if your acceptance is not guaranteed. Okay, um, and that's your kidney problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's when they'll actually do, if you answer yes to, if you have kidney problems, you know, then they'll do a follow-up. That's not a guaranteed disqualifier. It says, number five, answer these eligibility health questions only if your acceptance is not guaranteed in section three. All right, and it's a bunch of different questions. And if you answer these yes to any of these questions, straight up denial of coverage. Okay, they're not even gonna look at you. And here's the trick thing. It's not just, do you currently have it? It's, have you been advised to treat? Ah. Or have you been prescribed medication for? Mm -hmm. um, and mostly it has to do with um, being inpatient admitted for, you know, within the last 90 days. Okay. okay? Um, if you're living in a nursing facility, from that, just forget if you're already in a nursing home. That's a that's actually a, a question on the application for the health plan finder. That's because they're they're um, screening for long term care. Though. Yeah. That's different. This is we're not going to insure you if you're in a nursing yeah. home. They ask they go back about two years for the initial questions, and they ask if you've had some things that have not been done, things like joint replacements, mm -hmm. cancer surgeries. Um, Cancer, joints, organs, heart and vascular, um, a lot of coronary stuff, a mm -hmm. lot of kidney stuff, a lot of um, complicated diabetes, um, a lot of the uh, pulmonary stuff, your lungs, and the different insurance plans have different underwriting rules. Yep. Um, this particular one seems to is mostly focused on your. Um, vascular system, your heart and your, your veins and things like that. Whereas other plans have a greater emphasis on, um, your lungs, your COPD, the, the breathing and the diabetes and things like that. This one, you, you it's diabetes, but only if you have circulation problems or retinopathy. Mm -hmm. Others are, if you take more than 50 units of insulin a day. So it does vary, but that's a good example of underwriting yes and if you answer yes to any of these questions they're going to say no thanks so yeah that's and then what they do is if you say no or not sure they're going to start the follow-up questions with your providers mm -hmm. and they do that's uh, their job well uh, that that brings up a, a really important point mm -hmm. what happens if you lie oh yeah they catch you <laughs> um there, there are there are there are multiple ways that insurance companies have. First of all, uh, we're gonna we're gonna tell you one of the biggest secrets of the industry that's not so secret, mm -hmm. and that is the Medical Information Bureau. Yep, the MIBs, not uh, the Men in Black, but the Medical Information Bureau. And in the, in the age of big information, it is huge. It started years ago, um, and they collect data, basically health data on you. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. The it, it's kind of a giant. Um, clearinghouse for the medical data for United States residents. Yep, life and health and life policies, health policies, um, pharmacy stuff, pharmacy stuff, doctor it, notes. Yeah, it, it is massive on the information they, they collect. And, and yeah, now, can't you get access to your file from them if you through the Freedom of Information or some other form? You should be able to get access to that. Uh, it's not a government body. Oh, well, I suspect. I believe that you you can re, you can request it. I haven't I haven't looked recently. 
Um, it's it's one of those spooky information yeah, gathering yeah. places. Yeah, I always, I always got this um, visual of it's it's just big square box for an insurance company to, to have access to. They have to they have to basically pay into it. Yep, that they, they help fund it. Um, and so it's, it's, but it's, it's also extremely secure and keeps your information very safe. So that's good. Yes. And again, it's privately held. Oh yeah. And that's, that's a key thing. It's, it's yeah. privately held. It's I not just, a government I, body. I would bet if you did one of those genetic testing kits, your information goes there. Oh yeah. yeah. It depends on what, what, what caveats I've talked about those things for years. It's like, the reason I don't get those is because I really don't want that information ever to be shared. Yeah, because it could go wrong. Because, yeah, because it could go very... They're fun, but and they're kind of cool, and you can learn things, but you're also letting a third party know about you. Possible. Possibly. It depends on the on the disclosure of information that you're, yes. you're granting to And you've companies. got to read those carefully, because you could be granting disclosure to all kinds of people without paying attention, without noticing it. It's like, it's not like, it's like, it's like, the uh, user agreement on your iPhone, you know, no one ever reads those, but you probably should. Yes. Um, one, of the, one of the things out there um, are particularly for wearable smart devices. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I watches it like the Apple phone, Apple watches. Yeah. Particularly the ones that are, the, that are able to track your biometrics. Oh yeah. Yeah. On where that data is going. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a good question. Um, because yeah, they go into centralized pools and stuff. Um, it's really fascinating to get into the geekery of, of, of held information. Um, you should really, yeah, it's, it's one of the things, keep, keep your information close because you really don't want everyone to have it. Right. So, but every, uh, what we're talking about is this information that mm-hmm. you may not be keeping close at with, without even realizing it can go to places like the medical information bureau and the insurance companies can use it to decide if they want to insure you or not. Correct. Um, and you can see why, how important it was for the Affordable Care Act to make that oh, not it's issue. huge. Because I, I know folks out there that, that, that you know, that proudly, you know, that, yeah, they, they had, you know, medical bills over $2 million. $2 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a huge issue. That those, those lifetime caps got removed. Well, you know what happened is you what would happen is small children, you know, you get a five year old with leukemia, they hit their lifetime cap and they'll never be able to get health insurance again for the rest of their lives. Uh, actually, the the one that, that was happening. Yeah, I know that was happening. The, my my favorite example for that was the preemie. Oh yeah. So baby. so yeah, they could they, you could have a baby that was born prematurely, rack up. You know, a couple, doesn't take, doesn't doesn't take much to, to, to rack up a million, million plus and be, you know, and face for a lifetime ban. You know, they, they, there was, you know, companies like that. And it wasn't always a million. Mm-hmm. Some of those companies were out there, you know, at a hundred thousand. Yeah. And you could never insure with them again. Correct. So the, those, those, you know, those are basic underwriting questions. So yeah, if you're starting to see these, these questions come up that are not smoke, the, you know, whether or not you're a smoker. What, what your what your gender was, what your gender is. Yeah. Well, uh, the verbal character goes with gender assigned at birth these days. Correct. So, um, however, we we hear we hear about the the you know the different underwriting for autos, for example. Yes, there's underwriting for cars and things like that. Now, here's 
this is a this is a big one in Washington State because June 20th, everything changed for your property insurers. They could not attach your credit history information. Correct. So as people get their renewals from that time period, they're going to see these strange increases or decreases if they had a company that was attaching that information mm-hmm. and, and weighing, you know, factoring that. So if you saw an increase or if it just kind of stayed the same, good time to shop for, for your property insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because of those hidden underwriting questions held by a third party. Yep. That credit, yeah, that credit history, um, and that goes into those applications, uh, long-term care policies. Yep, they are definitely, they're definitely underwritten. Oh, yes. Oh, heavily underwritten. They ask everything. Every time, and it's, it's one of the things, insurance is not a 7-Eleven Slurpee machine. No, it really is You isn't. just can't roll up and say, oh, I'll have a million dollars of coverage and pull a lever. And have it instant. No, it's it's not magic. Uh, we do have a pretty machine like that. What? <laughs> I like that slurping machine. Uh, well, it, well, sometimes the slurping machine's not working though. Sometimes it's not working. It's it's you know it's an ice cream machine at McDonald's. I've experienced a sloppy slurping. So yeah, um, the Alexa mute. Uh, we saw that really play into effect with the long-term care in Washington State. Yeah, the the new long-term care um, tax is going to take effect on January 1st. To, we've talked about this last week. Yeah, we've, we've, we've talked about it a so couple times. A couple times. You're welcome to go back and listen to it. But what boils down to is they're, going, they're creating a pool for long-term care for everybody. Uh, uh, Mostly everybody. It's... If you are a paid employee, mm-hmm. this is a W-2 employee, mm-hmm. or you opt into it, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a tax of less than two cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking a huge cent. It's a payroll tax. It is. It's payroll tax. It's not a huge tax. It's not a huge benefit in the long run, but it will help. So, and but that also uh, is. I'm sorry. Playing that huge, huge one is a real faux pas because everyone can purchase multiple policies. Yes, you can always add on to this. And the minute someone says, "Oh, it's not a huge benefit," it's like, "Oh, you can have multiple policies." There's nothing against that. There's no law saying you can't have more than one. This is a launching point. It's designed to help help buffer the whole situation. It's not designed to replace a long-term care policy. But however, this is also not underwritten. Correct. So you can get a long-term care policy without having to answer the health questions because you've paid into this pool. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something that maybe if you were not able to get a long-term care policy at all, at least gives you that. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to have this policy. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually a very good thing. It is a very good thing. Because uh-huh. it, it's amazing how fast they'll they'll look at you. All you have to do is look look a scant thing, or, or have one one visit to the doctor or one prescription, and suddenly kapow, they won't take you on. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're very, I guess, discriminating about it. Well, and in the sense that they're careful. 
Um, yeah, uh, the, the, the big nasty secret in the industry that, that most people don't talk about mm -hmm. is the mental health aspect. Yeah, that will for life insurance. Mm -hmm. That is a big, that's a big thing for them. So yeah, the, you know, it, it's one of those things you might have to wait to, to get a guarantee issue policy mm -hmm. when you're older, if mm -hmm. you didn't get it early. Mm hmm um so that is that is a massive component that, that not a lot of people talk about um, yeah life insurance is one of those things you gotta it, it's they age rate they health rate they look at your mental health statuses if, if you had a, a a a bad patch in your 20s they don't care if you're 70 you're a felon oh forget it if you're a felon uh yeah duis um you know these, these alcoholism seriously that's an underwriting mm -hmm. question in some of these scuba diver taxi driver <laughs> Air, uh, airplane air, airplane pilot pi yeah pilot pilot your own plane mm -hmm. um these these are things that weed out insurance policies because um, they're dangerous activities yeah when you start to get into property you'll they'll ask about claims mm-hmm have you had claims? Are you, you know, prone to burning down your house? Actually, the the big one uh, is, uh, from what I've seen in the industry, the, the ones that they, they look at is, A, the fire rating. Mm -hmm. If you're in a wildfire zone, mm -hmm. age of roof. Roofs are really important for some reason. Now, bear in mind, I do not have a property license. I know, mm -hmm. I know very, very actual little about this. Most of what I've learned has been gleaning from other people who in the industry yeah. do do the property yeah. stuff. So I can't, So I, I have so, no authority to speak about this. So yeah, age of roof. Uh, well, age of roof, roof has to deal with water damage yeah. and the, the famed black mold of the 80s. Oh yeah, that's still a thing though. So yeah, but that they, they moved that from an actual claim over to that's a maintenance issue. Oh, that's not how a lot of those, a lot of those companies I did not know they did will that. shuffle things off to maintenance issue. Yeah, so it's, it's your fault if there's black moles, is what yeah, you're Termite infestation, you yeah. know, if the yeah. squirrels got on and gnawed on your wires, uh, you know, that's you should have been taking care of the squirrels. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, there, there, there are sneaky little things like that that, that insurance companies do. Mm -hmm. And then there's ways around, you know, the insurance companies from doing sneaky little tricks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your, your best line of fence is, is having an agent that'll go to bat for you. Yes, because there's, I mean, you'll say, well, yes, the roof is 20 years old, but it's concrete. Uh, you know, it's something well, to no, they, they do They do materials. It's yeah. the... Um, you know, you know, when the insurance companies, some of the major ones will have inspection teams. Well, sometimes they just get photographs though and go by what they think they see. Yeah. But if your photographs, you know, you, it's, there's, there's so much sag, you can tell where, where the, the rafters are. You've got a problem with your Yes. Rock. However, if you also get a picture that the underwriter, turns it down because they think they see a crack, but it turns out it was just a spider web. Oh, that's I've, where your, that's where your agent comes in. Oh, I've, I've had uh, underwriters roll in uh, and for commercial properties and say, Hey, this, this went, you know, this window doesn't have an alarm. And when we took pictures, there was no windows on the building. Exactly. 
So yeah, sometimes it'll get you get it wrong, and, and that's why you have you know your mm-hmm. your agent be able to do the hey wait a minute this is wrong mm-hmm. this it. is why and they have you have documented reasons mm-hmm. you have uh, you have a team that works for you yeah and that is huge See, and that's what um, your your a good insurance agent insurance broker will do is work for you on your behalf to fight with the insurance company if need be. Well, yeah, because they're 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 just by design. We are the the go between between the consumer mm-hmm. and the company. Correct. Uh, we've got. The, uh, I can beat up the insurance commissioner and, and and folks for for not providing you know empowering the agents more. Yeah. Um, because they they really set the difference between having an adequate insurance and having good insurance. Yeah. Well, yes. Because if you if you if you're running around saying, "Oh, hey, I got straight from the company," it's you've got adequate insurance. Yeah, you you don't have that additional con- you know customer service. You don't have someone you know local. Yeah, explaining the policies. Explaining the policies, and if something goes sideways, uh, can assist. Exactly, walking you through the paperwork, walking you through the the requirements. Saying, hey, emailing you this, email it back to me and I'll take care of it for you. That kind of stuff. Or, you know, saying, hey, you know what? This this company has got reciprocity agreements mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can use it in these additional states. Right, exactly. That is a huge one. Or, no, I'm sorry, because this is a cascade care plan, you've got neck down networks. Mm-hmm. There is a huge thing going on with we, we saw it last year mm-hmm. um, play out with, with, with one of the local Cascade Care plans. Um, and it was a real disservice to the consumers. It was. Um, and we're, we're really seeing it this year. The Cascade Care Select is a heavily necked down uh, network. They, I yeah. think I got that right. They've got Cascade Care and Cascade Care Select. Yeah, it's, it's a Cascade Care Select. It's, yeah. the, it's the public option. Um, and because uh, you've got a board mm-hmm. that does not understand insurance, uh, you've got advisors to the, the actual health plan finders saying, hey, we need to have this, these universal protections. Mm-hmm. And they're not advocating for that. Mm-hmm. They're advocating for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you start to see programs go sideways. Yeah. And they- as a consumer, you need to, it, it's a good thing to talk to your office of the insurance commissioner when you see things that you. Because they're incredibly powerful yeah, and yeah. useful. Yeah. And they're, you know, we've had some really good luck with them supporting the consumer. Mm-hmm. So we don't hesitate to, you know, throw, um, throw you at them and say, hey, go, go complain. We'll help you make a complaint or make a grievance or whatever it takes. And that's one of the things as as an American citizen when it comes to health insurance and Medicare is you have the right to file a, a complaint or a grievance or whatever it takes. Medicare actually has a process for grievances. I like to I tell my my clients, my Medicare clients that yes, you have as an American on Medicare, you have the right to file a grievance with Medicare. Mm-hmm. It is the nuclear option. It is it, it, they don't want you to, it, the insurance companies don't want you to do that. They want you to use their, their customer service and try and solve it that way. Because if they get the, if, if the, if the, if Medicare gets involved, 
they might not get a resolution that they like. Well, that that is one thing we we see that with on the healthcare side of things as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we because we have a large number of consumers mm-hmm. that we work with, yes. and we we. we We've grown phenomenally over the last couple of years. Um, and happy to do so. We can see trends really quick. Yeah, we do see. We can we can see. Oh well, this they double build, mm-hmm. and they're not paying it back in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we, we we get you know you know one or two, it's like the you know by the time the the second and third are rolling around, it's like okay, yeah, we need to go straight to the office the insurance mm-hmm. commissioner yeah, because they're not making. And that's the point where we. We, 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 we throw down the hammer. We throw down the hammer and we throw it down quick so the consumer gets a quick resolution. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can work out, you know, simple things, mm-hmm. um, you know, but there's there's protections written in the law and insurance is such a law-based product. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. It is a law-based product. Um, we are looking at you know, moving the age of Medicare from 65 to 60. Mm -hmm. So that's going to impact consumers greatly. Oh my gosh. It's just going to be tremendous differences. And that is that, that whole build better act that is in Congress Mm -hmm. that that, that's being fought over. So, and it's a big fight. It it is a big fight. And it's one that, that, you know, it makes sense. Um, because it's going to protect a lot of consumers. That's where we're focused at. It's like, I don't care where you lie politically. If you're my customer, I care about you mm-hmm. and you getting stuff yep. uh, and, and improve services and, you know, having dental and hearing aid mm-hmm. uh, on Medicare is huge. And they are working on that. That's part of this bill infrastructure bill. It's what, $4 trillion infrastructure bill? Uh, 3.4. Okay. Okay. They have a lot of money infrastructure. It's on. a lot of money, but they they put in ways to pay for it. Yes, and it's that's, not just here. There it is. It's know? it's no here. You've been paying in a lot. You're going to have some services. No, it's 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 this is how it's all going to work out. And mm-hmm. and there's a fight. A fight will continue. It will always be a fight because there's some people don't want the money going this way. Some people don't want money going that way. And that's a whole other conversation. That is an entire podcast in itself. Yeah, we might have we might have to get into closer into November elections. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is, underwriting the, right. the 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 base thing. If you're in your guaranteed issue, mm-hmm. you're with Medicare. With Medicare, very minimal underwriting. Yeah. If you're doing a healthcare plan, very minimal questions. Mm-hmm. Outside of that. You're gonna you. get some questions asked. That's correct. Um, I, I, we we had we had we had a someone that was. Oh, I don't want to give you that information, and it's like, well, I'm sorry, I can't quote you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there, there's a certain point where yeah, I'm sorry, I can't quote you. Um. So yeah, everyone, questions are part of the game. If you're not comfortable ans- you know, having questions asked of you, you're talking to the wrong person. Yeah, really are. Um, if you're, if you, you know, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll be better if you, if you're in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of in person. We do a lot of teleconference over the phones. Mm-hmm. And of course, everything that goes through our office is completely confidential. 
it's crazy <laughs> confidential. Uh, and, and I do mean that because, you know, I shred junk mail. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 it's like, yeah, someone wants to go through our trash. They're going to get my shredded, you know, pizza menus yeah. uh, because that's the level of, of information that we shred up. gets shredded is what it boils down to. Yeah. And then everything, Susie is, is so secure when it comes to stuff that she's got a notepad that's erasable. It is. It's super cool. It, she, she, we'll, we'll do a video of it. It uh, is super cool. So everyone, hey, have a great day. Yes, there's there's questions. Um, oh, the last one we should do mm-hmm. is the COVID question. Uh-huh. No, a health insurance company will not charge more if you are unvaccinated. Correct. That is part of the Affordable Care Act. They're not authorized to do that. However, on those group plans, they are able to do a surcharge. Uh, A good example of that is Delta Airlines. They're doing a surcharge of $200 per month for an unvaccinated person. There you go. So, hey, have a great day. That's the basics of underwriting. Thanks for joining us, Bye. Bye.